0: This is She's a Tool podcast, where we have unapologetic conversations about the building industry. You're here with Kasula and Bronwyn, and we are the glue
1: in your glue land, the mortar in your brick wall. You may even say we're the most important tools in your toolkit. Let's dive in. Good morning. <laughs>
0: morning. How are you?
1: I am fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Oh.
0: Gotta tell you, I am so sore and so tired today. Oh yes. Is this yeah. from your BJJ? I... Yes. You inspired me with your boxing to get into it. So, so <laughs> Two bad right here. I used to, like a while ago, um, do jiu-jitsu because my kids both do. And I thought, you know, I'll jump out, give it a go and all that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've, I've, um, been re-inspired by your boxing tales and your, all the things that we talk about. And, um, yeah, I jumped in and I've done three, three classes, three training sessions this week. And oh my Lord, I am so sore. That's so cool.
1: That's the thing about yeah. when you've not been doing something for so long and then you get back into it and you're like,
0: oh, that's what that feels like.
1: Yes. Yeah. But you said you've got some manic bruises as well. That's insane. Oh.
0: I I bruise really really easily, and mm. I don't think that BJJ is such a great sport for people that do bruise really easily. I'm just so happy that it's winter at the moment because long sleeves you can arms. cover up. <laughs> do you know what that reminds me of
1: is um you know I did pole dancing for fitness for so many years, and um yeah. I hadn't for a I, I used to have like a pole up at home just to practice. Like it's so good for upper body strength
0: and, and core as well
1: and core everything everything yeah. and and just yep. I guess general fitness and. Um my mum also does this. Like I've got the coolest mum in the world. She does all sorts of weird and wonderful <laughs> things. Um so she has actually she lives down in Hamlin Bay, which is down south of Margaret River here in WA. And so they've got like a, a bigger property and a couple of sheds and whatever. And so she set one of the sheds up as the pole studio because she'd have people over. She's That's in the so fitness cool. industry as well. And so she'd have people over and be training them on how to do basically like basic pole dancing um for yeah. fitness. And so I'd go down there every Christmas, have a few drinks and get on the pole (laughs) and (laughs) wake up Boxing Day covered in bruises, back of the knees, wrists, elbows, everything. So I do (laughs) sympathize (laughs) this with you. I totally understand. So there you uh, go, everybody. There's a bit of insight crap. into what Cos and I get up to <laughs> <laughs> when we're not working in the construction industry. <laughs> yeah,
0: the behind the scenes of the behind the scenes, <laughs> the behind the scenes of the behind
1: the scenes. That's right. But you know what? We love it, and we stay fit, and that's what I think. If anything, in the last couple of weeks, or even the last month, business is just. I feel like my business has just evolved and grown again. It's just constantly, it's just going at a rate of knots, which is awesome. But yeah, like just having doing 75 hard and these other fitness stuff that I'm doing, it just mentally has you in such a good space to deal with it all. And I've never yeah. thrived more on the challenge. I'm just really enjoying everything business and everything is throwing at me at the moment. So it's you've got to have something like that in the background.
0: It, I it's good to, <laughs> I, well, no, I totally agree. It, it's good when you've had a really, really hard day and you've been, like, I mean, in the jobs that we do, a lot of it when we're not out seeing clients and stuff is sitting down at a desk. Mm. So getting out and actually moving the body yeah. um, and just moving all that energy and, you know, the potentially like, you know, frustration to trying to get through things during the day, mm. all of the the pressures of business and then yeah. just like leaving it out there. I mean, for me on the mats, for you in the, in the boxing ring yeah. and yeah you know, it just feels so good and you just get such a great night's sleep. It's so fantastic. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, absolutely. And the
1: sleep is so important. I struggle to sleep at the best of times. And you're right. Now that I think about it, you know, I've actually been getting really solid sleeps for the last little while and all because of that moved out. Yeah. But anyway, makes, we're totally off topic. We, we really are. We, we really are a little are. bit off topic, but there you go. A little bit more insight into our worlds. Um, What I did want to say before we get on proper topic, well, this yeah. is proper topic, but, you know, bef- our oh, topic of the day uh, yeah. is I just wanted to do a shout-out because we launched our podcast, even though we're now recording Episode 7 and it's July, we launched our podcast last week and I just wanted to do yeah. a thank you because we have both received, both together on the She's A Tool Um, socials but then independently and by our own circles and then also just random people as well Well, not random random you know people (laughs) less known to us um, have been sending us messages and well wishes and congratulations and stuff and I feel like everybody has a podcast now and it's not that big a deal but at the same time like it's exciting and you're putting yourself out there and the support that we've had has just been really really lovely so thank you so much
0: thank you everyone it's been amazing (laughs) but keep keep giving us your feedback keep Mm. dropping into dms keep sending us messages because honestly it it really does make my day and i i know it does (laughs) for bron as well that's it but don't just toot our
1: trumpets just because we've asked you to what? No, no, no. If, i mean you can we'll totally that... take it but if there's <laughs> legitimate feedback if we're doing yeah if we're pissing you off let us know as well
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> um, and if there's a topic that you'd like us to cover let us know <clears throat> like we'd love <clears throat> we'd love feedback along that as well um it yep. just helps us to kind of evolve and um yeah yep. it'd, be great. it'd be great yeah
1: absolutely that. wonderful so we today are going to talk about, because you posted a very intriguing post this week and I actually copied it over to my socials because I just thought it was just such a beautiful example. Maybe not beautiful. <laughs> sort of,
0: but. Not from my perspective. <laughs> not from your way. perspective. It was a really good
1: example of why you want professionals in your corner.
0: Um, Absolutely. Oh it, you oh know, there's
1: always merit in doing things for yourself and, and totally get that. Um, but, you know, I dare say it is responsible to have professionals in your team um, with certain components and, as we always mm. say, there's a lot of moving parts in in the building game and, um, you know, compliance and legal obligations and all that kind of thing is something you don't want to um, gloss over or if you're just not aware, then yeah. you don't know that you're glossing over something. Um, and in this instance, you know, your post really highlighted how, your services in fact l- literally save people hundreds of dollars just from one little minute part of the process let alone across a series of events that have to happen in the in the process so tell yeah. us about that and give us the for those who haven't seen the post you can check it out but cause give us a rundown of what happened yeah oh my gosh
0: okay so and we, we'll start we... take
1: a breath first <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was it was very um oh my god what the hell is happening when it when it happened but looking back at it now I I can laugh um because because we we did our due diligence and we we got on top of it really really quickly but um when we when we do jobs for um for clients we for the bigger bigger sort of projects we always uh, provide a quote um and in the in the quotes obviously you've got your planning application fees building application fees for council. Um, so we've got all of that on record in the job file, and when we submitted this planning application to council, it was it was for a job that was worth nearly two hundred thousand um, dollars. So you know, a substantial planning application job, um, <clears throat> a substantial size job. And my um, one of my team messaged me and said, "We've just received this invoice from council for planning fees." which that's not out of the ordinary, Mm -hmm. for Mm $1,700. She said, I've checked it against the job file and against the quote and your quote says $524. So I'm not sure what's going on. "Hmm. Leave it with me. I'll have a look into it. Mm -hmm. So I thought, let me open my my calculators because we have uh, these spreadsheet calculators for building fees and planning fees uh, so that we can quote the right the right fees. Because and just, just on, on a side
1: the, note, because yeah. the fees differ oh, sorry, depending yeah. on the size of the job, right? Is that right?
0: Yeah. Uh, they're based on the build cost. So okay. for uh, building application fees, they are the same fee until you hit $20,000 and then yeah. from $20,000 and over, it's a sliding scale. Planning is a little bit different. Um, you have a $50,000 limit. And so everything up to $50,000 will be the same fee and then $50,000 and over is on a sliding scale. Right, got Um, you. Yeah, so plugged (laughs) it back into the calculator, got the the same $524. I'm like, this is really, really odd. So I thought I'll quickly try a couple of other calculators just in case this one's got a glitch in it somewhere and I'm just Mm. not calculating it properly. Yes. Tried another two calculators and they both came out to $524. Like, that's really, really odd. So mm. then I jumped onto this particular council's website to check if there were any extra fees that we perhaps hadn't covered, um, even though we do look at that sort of stuff when we're plan- uh, when we're mm. quoting. Yeah. I couldn't find anything else. I just was completely and utterly confused to why they were trying to charge us. Seventeen hundred dollars for a five hundred and twenty-four dollar application fee, because it's so
1: seventeen hundred dollars. Sorry to interrupt you yeah, again. i just all got good. all the questions. Yeah, it's seventeen hundred dollars. I mean, would that be a reasonable fee on a different size project, or is that kind of a ludicrous fee, um, like to, ah, well, to flag anyway? Do you know what I mean?
0: No, I mean it. it really does depend. If if it was, if it was a made, like a huge, huge project, yeah. And the fees that we had quoted were $1,700, well, yeah. then that's what it's going to be sort of thing. But, yeah, it would have so to be So it wasn't like council fees came
1: back and you went, these fees are, are, are huge regardless. So No. I guess what I'm trying to say is that for the average person, they wouldn't yeah. know where, where $1,700 lies in the scheme of things. And as a professional, even you yeah. won't necessarily pick that up. Um, it's only when you, it's relative to the the project. It's not like you got a $20,000 bill and went, okay, that's obviously a mistake. You know, yeah, it was something it. that could still fly as, as legit, but as you legit. guys, but you but guys building, were able to do your due diligence.
0: Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for building fees, you know, we've, they, they creep up a lot quicker, obviously because of the ch- the different limit. Um, yeah. So, you know, there'd be, oh, there were, there were a couple of jobs, that we did not too long ago. One was for a, it was a building application for a renovation and I think the fees were $2,500 and that's just council fees. Um, For a new build, um, we had $4,500 for for building fees and Mm. that for building, you pay the council for their fees but you also pay a construction training fund levy. Anything yep. over twenty thousand dollars, you pay a construction training fund levy, and that's yep. basically that's something just for WA, I believe.
1: We had uh, there was one in South Australia as well. We had the CITB, so construction yeah. training board. Yeah, so it's like one point five percent, or it's like
0: yeah, that's, that's of, it, and, of whatever and it, the
1: total project price is.
0: That's right. So it's, yeah. it's similar. I think every yeah. state must have their own. Then, but yeah. this construction training fund levy um, goes to construction training WA and. Yep. Um, they put uh, they use the funds to to um, train people in in the industry, which is fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. But when you uh, when you receive those sorts of, of fees, you, you know, for building it's a little bit different. For planning, we we generally see lower fees um, mm. simply because of that fifty thousand dollar kind of cutoff. Um, yeah. But yeah, seventeen hundred you would probably expect to see on a project worth maybe around. Four hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand. Yeah, um, so it'd be a substantial size. Yes, yeah, to double the size project
1: that this particular one was.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> so what happened? Yes. What did oh, you do gosh. about so, it? <laughs> I asked my um, my team member to go back to council and just say, "Look, can you please give them a call? Can you mm. please ask them to um, have another look at the fees? Mm. This is how we've calculated it, and we're not quite sure." where the extra is coming into it Mm. um actually she she called and spoke to them they asked her to email it through to them so we emailed it through with all the snippets of how we had calculated it using the different calculators seeing Mm. showing them that it had came out to the the same amount on each Mm. of the calculators and the response we got was "Oh, apologies we miscalculated (laughs) <laughs> we'll, re- we'll reissue the invoice for $524. Nice, <clears throat> as you should. <laughs> Which, you know, that's great. But then it gets you thinking. If mm. I was somebody doing this on my own home and I didn't know about these types of things, mm. I probably would have assumed that council were correct yep. in charging me $1,700 and that's just what the fees are. Yep. And I would have gone ahead and just paid it exactly
1: you would have had a grumble but you
0: <laughs> but yeah. you,
1: you wouldn't have known any different and yeah you would have paid it and you've just paid like more what, than three triple... times the
0: amount yeah. yeah more than
1: it's crazy that's
0: insane just and that's crazy. just
1: one little component as well because if you look at like the whole process of a build not just with council but with everything you've got fees going left right and center and you yeah. know it, it you just want to be working with trusted professionals and at any opportunity where you've got people, you know, that right there was worth your specific fees, you know, you're worth your weight in gold in that moment because yeah. you've picked that up for your client as well. Yes, that's it. Exactly. If, if you hadn't have done your due diligence, always struggle with that due diligence. <laughs> I put my JIT j- in the wrong one. <laughs> um, if you hadn't have done that, then you know you could have passed that on to the client, and then they might not have questioned it. And then, yeah. and then they might pick it up later, and then you've got egg on your face, or they've paid extra money. Plus, you, you know, it's just um, yes. good on you. Well done. Thank Round you. Round of applause for team approvals. <laughs> this is why we have you in the corner. Yeah,
0: and, and, it, and that's what got me sort of thinking and putting the post out there is like, you know, Mm. it is a hundred percent worth having professionals in your corner. I mean, not just for the fee side of things, but Mm. for all the things that you may not be a hundred percent across, you know, and when we're in there doing these things day in and day out, Mm. I mean, this is a new one for us, but (laughs) (laughs) most of the time we've come across these sorts of things and um yeah, and then we can we can do something about it. And you know, if if it stands out or if it just doesn't look right, then mm-hmm. we know who to contact and how to kind of get on top of it and make sure that we are across it. And if that is the case that it was to be seventeen hundred dollars in fees, mm-hmm. well, then that's fine. But why? And you know, what did we yeah. um, what did we need to take into account that perhaps we didn't? Yeah. Um, just kind of educating ourselves about it as well for next time. Um, mm-hmm but fortunately yeah we saved our client a little bit of money
1: (laughs) you made a really good point there as well because you said it was how we went about it let's say a homeowner did this themselves and they did actually pick up oh this is a little bit steep and i'm gonna question it there's every chance they'd go back to council and they'd be a little more aggressive than maybe the approach that you took (laughs) a little bit emotional (laughs) emotional, that's right you take that out of it you know you you knew where to go to try and problem solve that for yourself and you triple checked it Mm -hmm. with the different calculators and you had the information you gathered it you presented it to council in a professional manner and they were able to look at it and go oh yeah we we messed up but can you imagine you could just you could just see it a homeowner (laughs) calling (laughs) council like planners probably already have their backup at homeowners because, in fairness to them, they do deal with a lot of random shit from people. (laughs) Yes. My neighbor this, my neighbor that, like they deal with a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they're probably, you know, in defense mode as soon as the homeowner picks up, you know, gets on the phone. And then the homeowner is probably going to be a little bit emotional, a little bit disgruntled, and come in a little bit aggressive. And, you know, it's just even if they get the result and they get their money reduced, you've now flagged yourself as hard work so when your file now goes through the rest of the process on that planner's desk you know what they're going to keep putting it off and putting it off because that's just human nature oh I don't want to deal with Mr Jones at 20b whatever whatever like do you know yeah yeah it's just you don't yeah it just it's nice that you can be removed get the emotion out of it have someone take care of it for you in a professional manner and probably a more efficient manner as well um you know who to call you can just get on with it and it's done
0: and and i did what you turn that around in like a day uh oh not even that i think it's all it's all done and dusted in a few hours yeah 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 Yeah. but and the client client
1: didn't even know about it
0: (laughs) no no the client doesn't doesn't even know about it Um, it's just one of those things that we do in the background yeah that's it yeah and and that's why we do what we do is because that's to it's to create that that gap and you know, to have us deal with it rather than you, so that mm. you're not going to have to, you know, get all emotional about about it. Because, I mean, it's just how it works. Yeah. But if you don't know, and you're mm. the homeowner, um, you know, every time something like this happens, you could get, or oh, quite emotional about it, and you know, and it compounds, it is what it is. doesn't it? You have oh, it one really thing does. happen, and yeah. then it
1: stresses you out, yeah. and then the next hurdle comes along you know, we're de- We're putting out spot, fi- I call them spot fires, like I'm forever yeah. putting out little spot fires. And I don't mean it in a negative light, like, this is such a jack-. It's just part of the process. There's shit that comes up and you're just yeah. problem solving all the time and you're over here and you're over there and you're putting out the little fires Um, and, and it's just how the process goes. But if you're a homeowner and you're doing this yourself, it then compounds because of that emotional connection. So you get one thing with counsel, and then, you yeah. know, you, then there's a supply issue and then that's, you know, you're already a little bit stressed from the council thing and then there's a supply issue and then all of a sudden one of the trades accidentally damages something on site and then you're like, you're like, oh, this whole fucking thing's been a disaster and by the time you get to the end of your project, you're like, I'm never building again. <laughs> and then, yeah. again, it, it tarnishes the industry. Um, yes. But for it's us been it's an just uncor- called
0: Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah welcome to my week <laughs> that's
0: oh, so actually, funny it's the truth. on the on the emotional side of things we um i have another good example actually we yeah we helped a out... a a few. yeah yeah quite a few <laughs> but um we helped out these people who are building um actually close by to where i'm located so um they're located in um, oakford mm. and that's South of the river in Perth, <laughs> you're following along for all interstate listeners, yes, <laughs> we've got a couple. Um, we do, we do, we do. We do. We do. Uh, so she was going through um, the the planning process, but this was um, something along the state planning lines and had to go through the West Australian Planning Commission. Mm. Um, and they were at the point of advertising to neighbours and all that sort of stuff, um, because when you do go through the planning process, there are some things around the planning rules and regulations where we need to uh, get, um, well, offer neighbours the opportunity to weigh in on the development and um, (laughs) that's where they were at. Um, They had received a response from the West Australian Planning Commission to say that um, there were some negative comments that had been received and they never tell you who and they never tell you um, oh, exactly all the details. They'll just give you the the responses and the, the ones that you need to. <laughs> but we always know there's old through. Mrs. Brown next door who always <laughs> windows about the bins. Well, you can, you can, most of the time you can pretty much guess who it
1: is, yeah. Um, we all have that one neighbour. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So she contacted us actually through our Instagram account and um, she asked for some some assistance. Um, And I said to her, look, no problem at all. Send me through all of the information that you've got so far. Um, Mm. And if you've done up some responses, you know, I'd love for you to send those through to me as well. And this couple were doing the whole thing by themselves. Mm. And when I read everything through, it was incredibly (laughs) emotional because it's their home and they're building it right now. Um, So it was just, it was the home that they had always wanted. And they were so excited about it. And then, yep. you know, pretty much you've got this neighbour that's just absolutely shitting all over the, the design and where it's located on site. And I think it all came down to a, a metre or a metre and a half of where it was located on site, which is not much at all in the scheme of things. And no. the block was massive. So anyway, <laughs> well, I had to read through everything and I did a little bit of research, took the emotion out of it, and gave her some responses and um from yeah from a completely uh, i suppose business-brained mindset not having an emotional side of things industry jargon yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and then um a few weeks later we we got a um, another message through from her just thanking us so much for our help it had sailed through and they, they received their approval so yeah, she goes. I'm never doing this myself ever again. If I've got anything else going on my site, I will be in touch.
1: Amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah. stick that in a testimonial, will you?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, that's um, so good.
1: Just I so love so those stories.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise, it could have been yeah. such a shit time for her.
1: Yeah, there's so much rules and regulations around that compliancy, and if you don't know it all, then you don't know the loopholes. Yeah, either. And you just don't yeah. know what jargon to put forward and what you can say and and you know I know when we've been in um, meetings with with potential clients that we've spoken about um, you know even just the, the the professional relationship you've got with various councils you know like yeah. any industry it's networking to a point and so whilst the rules and regulations are in place you also have that personal connection with a lot of them too so. There's some things you know. You can just have a few conversations, and you know they know how you work. You know how they work. Yeah, that's and yeah. That's and is. things just are seamless. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's nice. to be cool able to help and to get to get a good win for people like that as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, from a <laughs> from a designer's standpoint, I'm sure you've got plenty of of <laughs> examples that you could give us <laughs> um,
1: around compliance, yeah I think it's just there's a lot of there is a lot of cowboy operators out there and mm. so when it comes to design and um, putting things forward that are compliant We'll put it this way. I get a lot of people in the early stages come to me with what their idea of their design is. So let's just even take, say, a bathroom, for example, mm. um, and they want to move some things around. They don't have the construction knowledge around, say, plumbing, and yeah. they like, I want to move, you know, I want to have, um, I want to move the shower over here to where the vanity is and I want to put the bath over there where the, you know, where the shower was or whatever. Yeah. And the the actual construction component of that obviously involves, well, obviously obvious to me because I know maybe <laughs> not to the homeowner, um, yeah. you've got different size waste pipes on all of your fixtures and fittings. So you've got 100 mil waste pipe on your toilet, you've got 80 mil waste pipe on your shower, you know, you've got 40 mil waste pipes on your bath and your vanity, unless of course it's a double vanity, in which case it needs to be larger. Um, 50 yeah. mil I think it is
0: oh, that's right <laughs> uh,
1: so um, or even just that if someone comes and they're like I want to swap my my vanity to a double basin vanity rather than a single basin vanity um, yeah. you know and I want to do it on the cheap well we're gonna have to rework the plumbing um, but if you're wanting to move things around you know like a vanity in a bath might be completely interchangeable because they both have a 40-mil pipe. But people don't know yeah. that. So they start doing their own design and then they go and hire a cowboy that will give them what they want and the cowboy will maybe, um, you know, where there's meant to now be a double vanity upgraded, this the the waste pipes has still kept it at a 40-mil pipe or they've, mm-hmm. um, you know, moved a shower over to where the vanity was and they're now using that 40-mil waste pipe for the shower, which needs to be an 80-mil. um people will do it but the consequence is it might not hold out it's yeah. there's a regulation around that for a reason and the reason is it's based on capacity of water flow to have all yeah. your drainage work effectively so if you're finding someone to do what you want because you don't know what the rules are you could be yeah. renovating that bathroom again in another couple of years when your pipes all burst under slight level or under uh, you know underground un- under the substrate or whatever yeah.
0: um
1: so it's always yeah. It's always a conversation around compliancy and risk, Yeah, um, I guess. You know, if we look at that, say, in a kitchen, you know, with with um, high-density housing and, and people trying to get the most out of their smaller spaces, we see a lot of people yeah. wanting to integrate laundries into bathrooms or laundries into kitchens. Um, but, you know, you might see on Instagram or Pinterest a, a kitchen mm. that's got a washing machine in it. Uh, and it's all, you know, looking all neat and tidy and smicco, that's great, but did you know that you actually need to have a separate sink for your laundry? Yes. That washing good. machine water can't be plumbed into your kitchen sink waste. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs its own set of plumbing that's independent of the kitchen waste because of, you know, you don't Cross want contamination. dirty water, cross-contamination. <laughs> you don't want dirty water yeah. coming up through your kitchen. You, can you imagine if all your you're, um Pipes got blocked and then all of a sudden you've got skunky, gunky water coming up through your sink where you do all your food prep.
0: Ugh. Yeah, no thanks.
1: No That's thanks. And <laughs> would be like plumbing your toilet next to your kitchen. <laughs> um, but people don't know this stuff. And so if we look at the topic of having professionals in your corner, you're able to, to you know, deal with these things right at the very start of the design process before people have got yeah. too emotionally attached. Um, yeah. So they know, okay, well, these are the rules. And now we know the rules. We can design to the rules. That's um, it. Yeah. And that's just a couple of internal um, things. There's so many, if we look at building design and and extensions and additions and renovations and that kind of thing that involves structural, then, you know, we've got rules to follow there as well. How far can we take the building out? Where's our setbacks? How much private open space have we got? Have we got enough permeable ground outside? Um, All of these things that you'd come across all the time, but it's good to know that in the front end of the process so that when we're designing, we can take all of that into account the average person isn't going to know this stuff yeah
0: and on the subject of compliancy (laughs) something that has cropped up its ugly head a lot recently is if you are removing walls in your home you are going to need an approval for that and you're going to need a structural engineer to make sure that you're not knocking down a wall that's holding up your roof. So <laughs> please go through the right channels and get it done properly.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> Why
1: do you think you've seen that a little bit more lately?
0: Um, I, I, I think it's just down to even, even the cowboys side of things. Mm. Um, there's a lot of people that don't know that, you need to have approval for that sort of stuff. And yeah. um, people are just, you know, wanting to make changes in their home and and thinking that they're going down the, the right path to do that. Um, and these cowboys in the industry are coming through and just going, Oh, yeah, we can move that around, sure. We'll take that wall out, it'll give you a great big area in here and mm-hmm. you know, we'll just we'll deal with all of the things in the roof, which they might do properly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, they may they may do that properly and they might have enough knowledge around that side of it. But yeah. You still do need to have that approved through council because there's a whole other side of it where it's going to have impact on your energy um, efficiency through the house. Uh, It's going to have impact potentially on the the national construction codes and, you know, ventilation and making sure that you've got all airflow and everything going through properly. Um, These sides of things always come into it when you're removing walls and changing the floor plan essentially of your home. Um, mm. And then when you go to sell, that's something that you also need to have approved because these days especially um, you need to disclose anything like that on your property that hasn't been approved, that has been changed from the original um, mm. structure. Yeah. So that's just going to cause so many more problems down the track. Get, just get it done properly straight straight away, right up front.
1: Gosh, if people are <laughs> out there removing walls without even engineering, like, oh. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't, don't ever want to think about that. I don't want to gosh.
1: know. We don't need any roof collapses and stuff.
0: <laughs> no, please, please no. That, no. that would be just absolutely horrendous. <laughs> I am um,
1: known for getting up in the roof at consults. <laughs> I don't know if any other interior designers do this, but, yeah, <laughs> I'm usually up there. Um, I, I need to know, I, I want to know, because by the time I get an engineer out there, for me I'm all about efficiency. If I can if I can find out something without having to wait or pay for an engineer to get out on site, then great, I want to know. So, you know, in Perth with yeah. our beautiful brick walls everywhere <laughs> and our old conventional roof structures everywhere, um, even just yeah. being out a wall that's only 600 deep that's between your oven and your fridge or, you know, your corner pantry. I see heaps of that, the old corner pantry or the nib wall that's your robe in your bedroom. Like Perth loves their bloody brick structures, (laughs) which is ridiculous. New builders, stop (laughs) doing this. Please stop doing this. Don't build in an alcove made of brick for a fucking robe (laughs) because you could do a built-in and gain an extra 130 mil of storage. Like you don't need to increase that stuff. Stop doing the brick walls around the ovens. That's an extra two hundred and sixty mil that someone could have as bench space. It's a no brainer. It's not required. It's not. It's not a structural requirement that we need. I'm getting on my high horse here now, coz because it does my head in. <laughs> does my head in because it's costing people money. Because without a doubt, everybody ends up removing it. It's just not necessary yeah. from a new build perspective. And, um like it's not sorry it's not necessary for a structural reason and all it's doing is taking up precious space so if you are building a new home get your builder to not put brick walls around your ovens or around your pantry use your cabinetry yeah. take that 130 mil which is your brick plus render down to an 18 mil panel yeah. and give yourself some extra bench space or storage space not Top Top why I brought that mind. up, but you know what? It's a good tip. <laughs> <laughs> no, I brought that up because I want to know if I'm renovating a kitchen and I'm pulling out those brick walls, I want to know if there's any struts yeah. coming down on those walls. So if there That's is struts and the budget is a tight consideration, well, I know that that wall, I need to work around that wall. Let's pull out what we can, but let's work around that one. Or if the budget yeah. allows, yes, we need to pull that out, but we're going to have to run a beam from here to here to pick up that load. So if I can know that from consultation, I can be designing around that from day one as opposed to getting through concept design, getting that emotional attachment from the client, getting to a point where we're now getting the builder involved and we've got the engineers and then they go, oh, guys, um, do you know about the strut that's landing on that wall? We're going to have to put a beam in. Oh, our, our budget doesn't allow for that extra few thousand dollars for the beam. Or we're going to have to redesign the kitchen, which guess what? There's going to be redesign fees. (laughs) So it's going to cost you money no matter what. So let's just do everybody a favour. Do our due diligence at the start. Stick my
0: head up in the roof. I love that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Another reason to have professionals in your corner, right? Another reason to have
1: professionals in your corner. Do you know what you're looking for? Mm.
0: Let us know what your key takeaways from this um, episode were and um, Mm. we'll we'll see you back here next time.
1: We will. See you, tools. See you, tools.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. And have you found us on Instagram yet?
1: At she's a tool. That's S-H-E-S-A underscore tool.
0: Until next time. Big